Dyke, galloping into the new episode with one of the old family's house bands. So, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things today, but mostly, we're going to start talking about what constitutes mind control and how to get out of it. So there's lots of things that we're going to start with. <clears throat> and uh, I guess one of them is going to be to suggest to you that everything is habit. The stimulus response is just making habits uh, acceptable or non-acceptable to the person controlling you. And so they started with electric shock, but you do know that the frog's leg could be made to jump when the frog was dead. So I'm not impressed with behaviorism that much, except as torture. <clears throat> well, then we have to consider that uh, we have something called a metronome. And at 15 seconds between beats, or 15 beats a second, a minute, It's pretty boring. You kind of lose a attention. But if it's underneath something else, you might get a knee-jerk response to something like the two towers coming down. Subliminal. However, if we start bringing it up, let's try about 33. At about 33 ticks per minute, you begin to anticipate. In that anticipation, you can drop anything you want. So let's take it up to, I guess, 60. That's like a heartbeat. And so the normal heartbeat is 60 beats per minute. You go faster than this, and you probably feel like you've been running a little bit. Go slower than this, and you feel lethargic. So just with this, we now have to add to our experiment C flat at 233 and B flat at 233.521. to suggest to ourselves there is no game you never did get caught you can be free so be free start again try to be better than you were
Or we can try C sharp 17 at 272, or D sharp 61 at 305. nature of the sound in the background keeps going like a drop of water. So let's go back down to about 33. Where we have that hesitation where we're looking for something. And you can use that, I think, to break the hypnosis of television, the hypnosis of the people around you, of this whole thing of habit and social control, which really is just being a part of the herd, their herd. H.G. Wells told us about it. He was about six years old when it really happened, so he made it sound like it was in the future. But the first step was about 1872 or 1871 when the United States became a corporation. So government corporations started and they were the handmaids of commercial corporations. I think Smedley Butler knew a lot about how things were being jiggered. That's why I'm encouraging you to get free. Remember the main? Of course we have to, the Patriot. We have to remember how patriotic it was to go to war against Japan because we didn't know they were going to attack. All lies. Gulf of Tonkin, all lies. The Two Towers, all lies. That's right. The bailouts and the crash of 2008, all lies. The pandemic of 2020, all lies. Think about it. techniques of, uh, of propaganda. They were doing by bypassing the sort of rational side of man and appealing to his uh, subconscious and his uh, deeper emotions and uh, his physiology even. And so making him actually love his slavery. I mean, I think this is the danger that actually people may be in some ways happy under the new uh, regime. That's right. And if you're the outsider, you're breaking their comfort. Break the comfort. Break the hypnosis. The mask is making you sick with too much carbon dioxide. It's non-scientific. 
they never have really brought up ultraviolet to you. I've heard people say that Alex Jones says to drink bleach. Well, there is a chlorine cure, and I think it's called chlorine water, but that's not bleach. People hear what they want to hear. That's part of the conditioning. That's why there's so many witnesses that see different things. No, no matter if they're just looking at the same thing, just from different viewpoints, different angles. So our perceptions and what we think, we know, must be questioned. Destruction, didn't we? Golden Road to Unlimited Devotion by the Grateful Dead. Early, early. Ever wonder why everybody liked the political parades? Ever wonder why everybody likes to march? Whose streets? Our streets. Your streets. My streets. Nobody's streets. Everybody's streets. Whose streets? We get in a swing. We get a get down. But do we know what we are fighting for? Are we marching for? What are we burning for? What are we killing for? Who's black? Who's white? Who cares? This is how we mind control. We make up a little ditty. Hey, diddle diddle, cat with a fiddle, tell me how your roses grow. They grow with thorns, they grow with briars. Don't try to prick them, they'll bleed you dry. Three little kittens lost their mittens and their minds to boot. So then they crawled in the chimney and were covered with soot. Three little black kitties went on the street. Everybody thought they were Black Lives Matter, but they said purringly so. That ain't so, Joe. So you see why the Stories made where you tap your toe without thinking. Put it to work in your daily life. Feel better. Get better. You can always do better than you were before. Um, 
doing? This Japanese witch has made him crazy and he's gone bananas. But what all she did was take the bananas part of me out of the closet more. It was a complete relief to meet somebody else who was as far out as I was, you know? That was the real thing. Could you come out? No. Why not? Because John this Lennon. is a bag event. Total communication. Don't you think it's a little bit out of fashion what you do? Bag event. Uh, do you think it's a fashion to stay in a bag? <laughs> what is it? It's total communication. What is total communication? An invention of John Lennon, Yoko Ono, or is it? No, no, it exists. Do? And we're showing you a, a one one example of whereby. Total immersion. Well, that's your version. You know, if, if a black man goes for a job in a bag, if everybody had to go in a bag for a job, there'd be no prejudice, you see. You'd have to judge people on their, on their quality within, you know, and uh, yeah. we call it total communication. Yeah. When we went to Austria to show it, uh, we did a press conference there in a bag, and it was great <laughs> because all the press came in, you know, and th th we didn't, they never saw us. We were just in a, both in a bag, and they interviewed the bag, and they're saying, well, is it really you, and uh, what are you wearing, and uh, will you sing a song, and that? And, why us? And they said, what is this? I said, it's total communication. I said, but why did you pick on us? We've never seen a Beatle. <laughs> assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest for right. It was another kind of atmosphere. You have to imagine and understand that we, the Black Panther Party, we popped up right in the middle of an already ongoing nationwide protest movement. Well, let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. If you wind up on a poverty gig and you don't save half that money to buy a gun a week, then you lagging, you jiving. I think the Black Panther Party probably was dangerous, but not dangerous in the way that most people assume it might have been. Not dangerous because people had guns, but Except dangerous in County. Of its ability to provide an example of the possibility of standing up to power. Both ostracized by the world and by the fans too, that we were together. And also John was daring to speak out. That's right. John Lennon argued that revolution was necessary, but that it should come about through peaceful means. I don't think that he contradicted what many activists felt during that period. It's a mistake, I think, to assume that revolutions must be violent. If I'm a revolutionary, or we are revolutionaries, we're revolutionary artists, not gunmen. I believe in the Black Panther original statement, the 10-point program, which is not violent, which says, uh, to defend yourself against attack, I might consider that 
but I, uh, anything else I don't consider. So I'm still for peace, peaceful revolution. I'd say hey, do something positive about it, and uh, it really is economical to have peace, Mr. Nixon, and you'd be really popular if you did. What should he do? He should just declare peace. He reduced it to these very fundamental, easy-to-grasp concepts that some people thought were utopian and naive. I believe sincerely, as soon as people want peace and they're aware that they can have it, they will have it. The only trouble is they're not aware that they can get it. Is it naive to wish for peace? Is it naive to think that we can change the world? Sure, probably. It's certainly worthy of the thought process and the art that comes out of it. A one, two, three, four! <laughs> Do you hear us yet? That's exactly right. That's all we're saying. That's all we're going to struggle for. And it's not easy. Lord knows they'll either assassinate us or give us heart attacks with the getting in your face. But it's the only solution that the future can accept. So it's dead. The FBI under J. Edgar Hoover, as documents now make clear, I don't think there's any real debate about it anymore, used the FBI as an instrument, almost as a political police force. Anyone who was off message became susceptible to an FBI probe. They say sometimes that Mr. Hoover is controversial. Let me tell you something. Anybody who's strong, anybody for fights who fights for what he believes in, anybody who stands up when it's tough is bound to be controversial. Back in those days, the FBI would operate affirmatively. In other words, not just gather intelligence, but it perceived as its mission the disruption uh, of the other side. Anyone who was involved at that time in any movement that challenged the government in any way was aware of the extent to which the FBI tapped people's phones, engaged in widespread surveillance, engaged in harassment, framed people up, used the legal system. Ours is a just cause. If we have faith in humanity, if we seek God's divine guidance, if we summon the courage of our forefathers, our heritage of freedom will be preserved. Yeah, looking back, uh, yeah, that, was, uh, that was horrible, what we did. Uh, the, uh, we were being used by the government to stop dissent. Uh, Nixon invaded Cambodia 
And at that point, the country practically blew up. Isn't it time to stop the wars in the street in America? Antifa is wrong. Using blacks and putting them in the line of fire when we all know all lives matter or no life matters at all. Four students on May 4th, 1970 were killed by National Guardsmen at Kent State University for protesting. They were protesting against the war. Okay, you had 18-year-old college kids without the sense God gave a goose. Uh, yeah, except death is death. I had a friend who was the girlfriend of one of those killed. Rifles. Yes, they were in uniform. They were National Guard. Very little training. They felt threatened. They were armed. What did you think was going to happen? We shall have an honorable end to the war in Vietnam. Well, he did run with the promise that he had a secret plan that he was going to unveil after the election to end the war. The war was enough to drive you crazy. People were being drafted. 50,000 American soldiers were killed. 50,000. 40% of all the young Americans who died in Vietnam died during those four years after Nixon was elected in 1968. We have adopted a plan which we have worked out in cooperation with the South Vietnamese for the complete withdrawal of all U.S. combat ground forces. As South Vietnamese forces become stronger, the rate of American withdrawal can become greater. That was 1969. Took another five years and Watergate before we got out of there. But he left us with the legacy of opening up China. Most favored nation Kissinger scamming them into taking our bonds and being tied at the hip. I don't know what to tell you. Peace is the only way. But sometimes you have to let the other side try war and still fight it with peace. The hardest thing of all the weapons of peace, wisdom. I love the colorful clothes you wear And the way the sunlight plays upon her hair I hear the sound of a gentle On the wind that lifts her perfume through the air Fate l'armore, non la guerra. Soft 
Well, that's it for this episode. And she is kind. Love is truly kind. Make love, not war. <laughs>